Good afternoon and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's Friday. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about rock and roll. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about comedy because six years ago, a comedy icon, which you, whether you like her or not, died and how her legacy still continues. What would she make of today's current landscape? Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Podcast. So good good afternoon and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Yeah, I fucked up right there, but I'm going to keep it in. You know, you can't edit life. Well, unless you're this motherfucker. Report! Trump called U.S. World War I veterans suckers and losers. And we all know what he said about John McCain. And yet, you all still voted for him. I've heard the analogy, the lesser of the two evils, but seriously, that's truly fucked up. And it shows your mentality, okay? And some of you still have issues with women in power that you decided to cross the aisle, or in his case, you, you crossed the dirt bag to vote for him, okay? This is not propaganda, because a lot of what he says We've all heard it. And and yet, so many of you just continue. And you backpedal and you support. Well, that's not what he said. Oh, excuse me. Are you holding his dick as he's saying this? As he's tweeting? You know, his wife and him are not having sex. For one, he's got issues right there. Okay? He ain't putting out. It's not about her putting out. If I were her, I wouldn't fuck him either. Uh, maybe that one time to conceive the child that they do have. Or was that in vitro? Who knows? Only the pool boy knows. Okay. And, um, you know, I have veterans in my family. My father is a Vietnam veteran. My uncle is a Vietnam veteran. My grandfather is a Korean veteran. Okay. My late grandfather was a World War II veteran. And, you know, they always put country before party. And they say they saw some fucked up shit. They saw some fucked up shit. Okay. Now, my grandfather in particular, who is no longer with us, he was a guard at Alcatraz. So he saw a lot of shit. A lot of shit. And um, he was a Democrat. And a lot of people today who are in law enforcement usually are a little conservative, but he wasn't. Okay? Probably because he was from Kentucky and he was from the South. So he was a Democrat. Um, and then my grandfather, who is a Korean war veteran, he's also a Democrat. Okay. Um, my father, my father is a Republican, but what I've noticed about him, and I'm not going to speak for him because that's his story and I respect it is he obviously puts country before party. He has told me things what he truly thinks of the party. You know, you think you look at someone like Teddy Roosevelt, who was, a, you know, was all about the environment. OK, you look at Lincoln. We, we know about Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and then, you know, his guy, Nixon, who obviously got him out of Vietnam. But then, you know, the Watergate, 
and I've never asked him what he, or he may have said what he thought about Watergate, but this is nothing compared to now. Compared to now, this is a bloodbath, okay? And I have people who are trying to scare me, and they're not really doing a job of it, you know? It's just kind of, I'm more so annoyed, is that, you know, they're like those fruit flies that you just have to swat and kill, you know? And I like killing flies because you don't want those motherfuckers around your food. And, um, you know, but people who just want to, they want to fight for the sake of fighting on Facebook. And I've talked about this at length and I'm going to talk about it again. When you want to get into a social media fight, I'm sorry. As Mike Wallace said, you know, their words, not mine, but these are my words. I'm sorry, but that's truly pathetic. You put the P in pathetic, okay? Join a support group. As I said yesterday, remove that that chip from your shoulder, okay? Take those five sticks out of your ass. Remove them. I know it hurts, but you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to see a lot clearly when you have them removed. Okay. And so with that, I figured let's let's move over to someone who liked Trump, but I don't know if she would like a presidency. And that was the late Joan Rivers. You know, Joan Rivers was not about political correctness, nor was George Carlin. And so with with that, um, you know, she was she was a controversial figure. And yeah, very, very controversial figure. And people have asked me, well, what do you think she would if she were alive today? What do you think she would make of what's going on? Because remember, she was on The Apprentice. Okay, isn't that scary to think about? Um, Melissa has said other things that her mother would not support him politically. Even even Howard Stern, who is a good friend of his, has said that we've all heard the truth on his show. He never intended to be president to begin with. That this, he just, you know, he's like one of those people who wants to play beer pong and he didn't think he'd win and boom, he won. And, you know, he vomited all over everyone and that's the case. That's what happens. So... Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly was Rob Halfred of Judas Priest. And we'll talk about that after these messages because I can't wait for this book. This book is going to be interesting. You know, you got you got to understand Rob Halfred was a closeted gay man in probably one of the biggest heavy metal bands of all time. Judas motherfucking Priest. Okay, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to, as my friend on his show, we're going to put a pin on this for a little bit and I'm going to come back and, you know, uh, re-lubricate my voice. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Podcast.
And we're back on the Dr. Zeus podcast. That's a little too loud right there. As I said, I keep the mistakes in. So we're going to talk briefly about Confess, the autobiography of Rob Halford, lead singer of Judas Priest. I want that audio book, though, because, yeah, we could read the book. It's going to be a hardcover. Um, okay. Let's 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 see what this says cuz you know he's got a synopsis. Okay, the legendary frontman of Judas Priest, one of the most successful heavy metal bands of all time, celebrates 5 decades of heavy metal in this tell-all memoir. Most priests hear confessions. This one is making his. Rob Halfred, frontman of Globo, iconic metal band Judas Priest is a true metal god. Raised in Britain's hard-working, heavy industrial heartland, he and his music were forged in the black country. Confess, his full autobiography is an unforgettable rock and roll story, a journey from a Walsall council estate to musical fame via alcoholism, addiction, police cells, ill-fated sexual trysts, and bleak personal tragedy through to rehab, coming out, redemption, and finding love. Now he is telling his gospel truth. That's funny. Told with Halfred's trademark self-deprecating deadpan, black country humor confesses a story of an extraordinary five decades in the music industry. It is also the tale of an unlikely encounters with everybody from Superman to Andy Warhol, Madonna, Jack Nicholson, and Queen and the queen more than anything else it's a celebration of the fire and power of heavy metal stay tuned all right welcome back to the dr zeus podcast so let's just go down the list of you know, the songs that made Rob Halfred and Judas Priest. I mean, Breaking the Law, come on, Painkiller, Turbo Lover. <laughs> it's kind of funny now, you think of the book and you think some of these titles, he was he was giving us hints. And now you've got another thing coming, Electric Eye, Lightning Strike, The Ripper, Metal God, Firepower. Of course, you know, he did his solo album in the 90s. Um, uh, Hellbent for Leather, Ram It Down. I mean, come on, some of those titles. Um, Desert, uh, Plane, uh, Don't Go. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's... Who knows? Maybe it will be one of those rock and roll tell-alls. Those are usually fun. I mean, it. you know, it's pretty bad when they had to wait uh, to tell Freddie Mercury's story, uh, uh, you know, 20-something years after he died because... A lot went on and, and we're talking about behind the scenes a lot went on and you know with rock and roll that's what that's part of it you know it's the excess and sex drugs and rock and roll and with Rob Halford's biography I would not be surprised um, but that's not why I'm reading it he's an interesting individual um, but nobody else can sing like that that's also why you know and um yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, but I'm waiting for the audiobook. 
the the physical book yes for the pictures you know but the audio books usually it's like okay you know i've been listening to a lot of those um nothing beats listening to an audiobook and hearing lauren bacall talk about the first time she met bogart or the first time she realized oh this is not just a, a juicy part on film this is this is the beginning of something else personally for her you know and so I, I do I did read that Rob Halford has already completed the audio version of his autobiography. So let's see how it unfolds and um, we'll talk more about it next time. As I said, I've been doing I think I've been doing too many shows. I I'll do two in one day because it's oh let's do the informative show and then let's do a fun show. you know so as always, unpleasant dreams. to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Yes, you get one more tonight. Not three, but one more. So that's two. Um, Tonight, I promise you we're just going to be silly observations and incidents. Um, I was watching Coyote Peterson, and he's got all these bees. He's wearing a bee beard. And all I could think was, is that how, like, Beyonce's beehive is? Does she wish that they could, like, surround her and make a bee beard, you know? I don't know. Maybe Jay-Z would like a bee beard. That's, you know, just an observation. So, yeah, um, I'm enjoying the microphone. As I said, you know, I, I really like it. Or as the late Chris Farley would say, If you like it so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> but, you know, he was living in the van down by the river and yes um even shit happens when you party naked is aware that you know i had some fun once in a van down by the delta that's kind of like a river but you know it was it was about 10 years ago um yeah do i want to go into it not really so I was thinking, okay, you know, I don't want to do a tribute show to Joan Rivers because Joan Rivers did say some controversial shit, you know. Um, yeah, a little, you know, in terms of political correctness, we're not going to count on Joan Rivers for that. Um, she did say some funny things, though. I mean, uh, you know, um, <laughs> boy, George is all England needs. Another queen who can't dress. <laughs> that is funny. Um, oh, here it is. Don't tell your kids you had an easy birth. Or they won't respect you. For years, I used to wake up to my daughter and say, Melissa, you ripped me to shreds. <laughs> now go back to sleep. <laughs> um, what's a funny one? She told... Oh, yeah. I love this one. She says... Now, don't don't sue me, Melissa. I'm not trying to imitate your mother. I, this is just kind of a, a brief tribute to Joan Rivers, whose real name was Malinsky. Um, Joan Malinsky. Um, what did she say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I forgot it. Shoot. Oh, yeah. She says, things would have been different 
if we'd had Twitter. This is Amelia Earhart. Where the fuck am I? This is Rosa Parks. I'm having a good time. Uh Uh-oh, on the bus. Yeah. I know. But then, you know, you can... Some of that I can hear where she kind of borrowed from Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller, her jokes were old, but they were funny. I mean, I remember I was doing research one time on Phyllis Diller. And this is toward the end of her life. And she had done this stand-up special. And she was like... She's like, don't let the the word Madonna fool, fool you. The time that I start grabbing my crotch, it would mean it's fallen off. In my age, it could. You know you're old if your walker has an airbag. <laughs> if your uh, turkey neck wins a, a contest and your birthday cake looks like a prairie fire. You see Haley's comet go by and you go, there it goes again. And you can remember when fast food and you, and you ran over a chicken. Yeah. That's, you know, so a lot of what Joan Rivers was doing was kind of, you know, the self-deprecation, you know, um, (laughs) was, uh, was, you know, kind of there. She, she told, there's a really great documentary called A Piece of Work, probably one of the most honest showbiz documentaries because it's raw. It's not pretty. You know, she, she goes into everything. The husband's suicide, Johnny Carson, when she got the late night show and he slammed the phone down, never spoke to her again. Never. Okay. And, um, but no, it was, it was an interesting, um, observation, you know, um, what did she tell? She said this one joke, you know, her, her life was jokes. You know, and she and she talks about that, and um, um, what's the one? I I had it, but then you know, like you have it and then you lose it. Um, <laughs> I can't remember now. I just can't. But no, it was it was a good documentary. It was informative. It was it was Joan Rivers. At, I mean, she had this really, you know. She had that calendar, and if the calendar was white, I mean, that's how she would say. She'd be like, you know, last year was a very difficult year. I was doing, here you go, the Bronx at 3.30 in the afternoon. And And then she pulls, and then her manager is like, when he'll give her a date, you know, to book a date. And she said, let me get my sunglasses on because the calendar was so white, you know, and she's, and then she's like, look at this, this calendar is so white. If my calendar, my book ever looked like this, it would mean that everything I did in life didn't work. That nobody cared. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fear to her, you know, um, but it was a good documentary, you know, but yeah, she was a controversial figure, you know, she told some jokes toward the end of her life where it's like, oh God. Um, and I remember some of them. I don't think I can repeat any of them. Um, she told a joke in the documentary um, where she said, and the, the, as Mike Wallace famously said, these are her words, not mine. Um, she was like, you know, I don't like kids. The only kid I liked would have liked is Helen Keller because she didn't talk. And she said that. 
And so this one man shouts out, it's not funny if you have a deaf son. And so she went off on him. And then she later apologized, you know, and I thought, oh, my God. So, yeah, she was a controversial figure. She did say some things about Michelle Obama that were very controversial that I'm not going to repeat. Um, you know, she was, I guess, a Republican with Joan Rivers. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, you know, it's hard to say. She had a big gay following. So, I mean, she knew better. She knew not to fuck with them. She knew not to fuck with the gays. They'll ruin her. Look what they did to, what's her name? Um, I can't even remember her name. So maybe that's a good thing. Anita Bryant. Look what they did to Anita Bryant. You know, she says all that shit. No hairdresser, no hairdresser is going to work on that bitch. Come on. Come on. So, Joan Rivers wasn't stupid, you know. Um, as for the cast, the Fox News, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't want to make this all about Joan Rivers. Some some of the stuff she says is funny. I I will say that. And then some of it, I'm like, okay, where's the remote? Change it right now. You know, I mean, I I take great humor in saying that when I talk into this microphone, sometimes I have to put it all the way to my mouth, you know, and so that can conjure up a lot of feelings right now. Um, I earlier was watching this Elvis um, concert, and I'm not a big Elvis fan. I know people who love Elvis who would take their bra off for Elvis. Okay, that's a little disturbing. But, you know, I love to piss people off when I say, yeah, I know about Elvis. And I know about the four British Elvis Presleys that he inspired. In fact, that's what they called them when they came through JFK in 1964. What do you you hear about the press saying that you're nothing but a bunch of British Elvis Presleys? It's not true. But you know what they did is they basically, when they ascended... Elvis descended into movies but um, you know they they had respect for him I love what Paul McCartney said Paul McCartney was like you know the first time we met Elvis that was the first time I saw a channel a a remote control a channel changer I thought that's pretty cool but you know we couldn't hang with him because he had an entourage it was just the four of us and Brian Epstein which is true they couldn't hang with Elvis because like Elvis and Michael Jackson, who bought the Beatles songs, bleh, he, they had entourages, hangers on. Let me get that for you, Elvis. Let me get you a few quaaludes and a fried chicken. Yeah, like that really was going to help him. And, you know, sadly enough, and people don't want to admit this, Elvis died taking a shit. That's what happened. But see, there's there's a scientific thing to that. Um, one of my friends, her father was a heart surgeon and she told me that a lot of people would laugh at that, you know, and be embarrassed that, okay, Elvis died on the toilet, but see, um, there's a connection to all that and he had heart disease. So I guess he pushed too hard, you know, and boom. So it wasn't really the fried peanut butter banana sandwich that killed him. Okay. It's it's rock and roll mythology. It's like Mama Cass saying that the ha- she choked on the ham sandwich. We all know that not to be true. She had a heart attack. She shouldn't have been eating all those ham sandwiches, you know. Um, 
but yeah it's it's controversial you know it's like you know um what happened to karen carpenter was sad but she should have hung out with mama cass she could have eaten those ham sandwiches you know just like here mama cass you're not going to eat that i'll take that from you right now right off your hands you won't have to feed it to the dog okay yeah like i said it's it's friday night we're getting you know it's i like doing the speaker because then it makes me feel like i'm on stage um something i don't think i'll ever do i'd have to grab my nuts to to do that i'm not ready to do it my cousin did stand up and it's like okay you know i've been studying bill hicks but it's it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen so you know with the dr zeus podcast i just try to i just try to do um interesting entertainment um and so but yeah um i'm recording this one concert because after elvis and here's the interesting thing back to elvis you know who used to sing back up for elvis presley mama whitney and that's sissy houston and in fact sissy houston said that elvis called her squirrely you know so they were singing background for aretha um i think it was the sweet inspirations um they were doing background for elvis for van morrison you know and so when whitney had that voice sissy didn't want her going to the music industry because she knew what the music industry was about sex drugs rock and roll but you know whitney whitney had her fun with that um you know i mean you think of the diane sawyer interview where she says that you know she'd lived it you know hey it's a business sex drugs and rock and roll we're rock and rollers and i'm thinking okay whitney you're not a rock and roller <laughs> although she did have you know some some guitars on um i get so emotional and yes she's going into the rock and roll hall of fame they're not going to do an induction or an induction <laughs> but they're going to do like a tv special of the rock and roll hall of fame all of the people that are getting inducted like Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, Motorhead didn't get in, nor did Judas Priest. Here's my theory now. Rob Halford is going to release that biography. I think they're going to get in if the Hall of Fame people read that biography. They're going to be like, you know what? We want to make a statement. We want to put in Judas Priest. You know, I remember in college, I was listening to Judas Priest and my professor. She's so funny. She says, you're listening to them. They're kind of dark. And I said, oh, yeah, they're kind of dark, you know. Okay. But um, about a year ago, um, next week, I saw Iron Maiden. Now, they're really dark and theatrical, very heavy metal thrash hard rock whatever and i remember my aunt my aunt had seen kiss i'm not a big kiss fan and she was talking about how she had seen kiss and i said well you know i'm gonna see a, a band that's harder than kiss who i said iron maiden and i played her one of their songs and she looks at me and she says i'm scared for you and i thought thank god i didn't play her 666 the number of the beast she would be going and getting the holy water oh my god he's gonna go and see that band and i remember when i took my friend to see iron maiden and his you know someone in his family didn't like them because he thought they were she thought they were devil worshipers and it's like oh give me a break it's rock and roll there's no severed heads on stage 
Anton LaVey is not going to come out and bless everybody. Get a grip. Jeez. That's that's some conservatives for you. You know, they 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 get overly milky, you know, Amish milkmaid. And they're like, oh, my God, it's 666. It, it's rock and roll. It's theatrical. Look at Black Sabbath. Come on. Get real. Get real. It's rock and roll. Even Ozzy Osbourne said, you know, he was like, you know, we thought it was strange that people would go to the movies to get scared. So we thought, why don't we rock, write some songs and scare the shit out of people? And that's what they did. So, you know, it's about the theatrics. I even had a friend who said to me, and I quote, I will not go see Tool because they have a pentagram. No, they don't have a pentagram. Get real. But then again, if you study it, it's not all bad. I had a friend in college who was a witch. Okay? She was not a bad person. And, you know, if she want, if I wanted her to put a curse on somebody, I'd ask her. I mean, she didn't put a curse on them, though, because then she would warn me and say, you know, what how, What you do three times three will come back to you. I thought, yeah, I don't want that because karma is a bitch. I don't want that. I don't want it. So, you know, but yeah, it's funny. Rock and roll gets a bad rap. Heavy metal, you know, like Slayer. You look at the guys from Slayer. It's just music. They don't believe that shit. Come on, get real. Get real. You know. Um, but the rock and roll mythology, you know, like Led Zeppelin with the dead shark, um, you know, it's not mythology is Ozzy did really bite the head off of a dove, not the, not the bat first. Eventually he did bite the head off the bat and then he had to get rabies shots. Not, not, not kidding right there. It's actually true. He's confirmed it. But what happened was, is that him and Sharon, Sharon, they went to, columbia records and and columbia did not want ozzy on the on the record on the the label and so he brought some doves as a gesture of peace and so sharon osborne i you know she's like so we go to the a&r and he brings these doves as gesture of peace and he takes one out of his pocket and everyone like oh it's so lovely it's so beautiful and then he takes the dove and he puts it in his mouth and he bites the head off. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, there's a carcass with no head just flapping around on the table and people are throwing up and screaming. <laughs> so then he, they asked him to leave. So then he's in the reception area and he takes another dove out and bites the head off of that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure PETA doesn't like that Aussie story, you know cruelty to animals but as i said it's friday night what else can we do and this is not a typical friday night we're not out going to the the, the beach okay so as always unpleasant dreams and it's all you know it's only rock and roll but i like it <laughs>